welcome back to the Bean Pod. Hi, friends. E- Hello, Nicole. Episode four. <laughs> I like that. Just no, no give. I can't say what I really wanted to say. No F's given. You just talk over top me. I love it. That's what the Bean Pod's all about. Episode four. We are back. I'm Brennan Butterbean Queen, your host, driver of the Zero Three for Lead Point Performance. And I'm Nicole, your co-host. The Queen. The Queen. There you go. That was a way better intro this week. Episode four. And tell them about it. What do we got for them today as far as equipment? Woo! Uh, equipment. We got um, a ring light. We got a new camera. Hopefully you guys can tell. Hopefully you can see how good she looks. Hey, thanks. Even though we looked good already last week. But now we got a real camera. We're, it just looks like we filmed on a potato. It's yeah, fine. we're a legit operation. We are. Our YouTube is going to be better this week because I'm going to denoise our stuff so the hiss isn't there. Because mm-hmm. we can still barely hear a hiss in our headset right now. You know what? It's a work in progress. But, we're a work in progress. Well, yeah, but when but we it. when we denoise it, it sounds fine. Like on Apple, it sounded fine. Yeah. So. We worked our little magic. Episode four, this is an exciting week. We're getting ready to go to Indy for PRI on Wednesday. So freaking stoked. It's, uh, I've never been. I'm excited. We're going where, what did I tell you earlier? We're going where Peyton Manning played football. Wow. As an Indianapolis Colt. Wow. Which leads me to my Eagles loss to the 49ers yesterday. Wow, wow, wow. This is December, what's today? December 4th, 4th Monday. So last night. The Eagles lost, and I had a feeling it was going to be a tough game, but nobody wants to see your team lose, and we lost to the Niners. But I'd rather lose then than in the playoffs. True. And we played Dallas this week. Let's go. Yeah, Nicole's a Dallas fan for y'all that don't know. I'm an Eagles fan. She's a Dallas fan. So House divided. House divided. This little box right here divided us. Mm-hmm. I can't talk to you when we get back from Indy for a whole day. That Sunday, I'm not talking to you. I think it's so much peace and quiet that day. I think it's a Sunday night game. Maybe not. Normally the Eagle Cowboy game is a Sunday night game. I have to look. How are you doing in fantasy this week? Yikes. Uh, Taking a pretty big L against our good old friend Hunter. You see, my team, half of my team is on a bye week, so I've got... Excuses. Well, you know. It's next man up mentality. We don't care about bye weeks. You got to have people ready to go. Well, I'm going to tell you what. My next man up didn't do squat. Uh, so we're look. it's Monday night. The game's still going on and it's 102 to 85. So um, team check holders is taking an L this week. I was really hoping. So our friend Hunter is number one. He and I are currently tied for number one in our league. I was really hoping to take over the top spot, but um, that won't Settle on into that second spot. Yes. It looks like you're going to finish second in a regular season. Because playoffs start after next week. We got one more week. Oh, I'm already locked into the You're locked in. But Lee Pulliam, Doug Powers, Brittany Queen, John Staten are all in a four-way battle for the last two playoff spots because you and Hunter are going to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm hanging on to possibly beating John tonight, which would tie him and I in record. Lee is looking like he's going to win and Doug's going to lose. So – Lee's going to put himself in that third seed, and I possibly have a shot at the fourth seed, I think, as long as I win next week and 
Long shot. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I have a shot. I'm not eliminated. So Ben, I think, is getting ready to get eliminated if he loses, which I think he's losing. So a lot, lot going on in fantasy playoffs. No racing for us. How was your first weekend with no racing? Oh, look at Ben. He's winning against Team Powers. Go, Ben. Um, first weekend off. Well, we had a sneak peek. We had a weekend off in November. Um, so that was really nice. This is the first real weekend, though. Well, that's true. Um, it was great. I didn't have to pack to go anywhere. I could actually enjoy a Friday and Saturday night at home. I missed it. I was bored. Yeah. But I did, I did get sick, so I wasn't feeling the best. Yeah. Still kind of stuffy. Yeah. But- but my, it was nice. I had time at home to clean, put my life back together. So it was good. What are you looking forward to the most about PRI? Oh, man. Uh, that was a deep pause and a hard breath about that. I mean, you get ready to talk for an hour about it or? I'm about to speak some truth. You're about to speak no, some I'm truth. I'm just excited to go. I've never been. Um, also excited. I've got a couple friends who are going. So some of my Charlotte buddies are going. So I'm excited to see them and. I don't know. See what PRI is all about. I'm excited. I've never been to PRI. I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've got commitments while I'm there, so it's not like we're there to like look around the whole time. I'm sure we'll have a little bit of time too, but uh, I wouldn't say I'm working at PRI, but I'm You're networking. Networking. That's the word. So looking forward to that. I really don't know how much of it I could speak about right now on this show. Probably it's, not much. Yeah, probably not. But by the time people listen to this, You'll know Still why I'm in PRI. Um, but next Sunday, we record the next episode. Yeah, we, we can, can talk tell you about all about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad you get to go with me, so I'm not going alone. We're flying. From- I, I was about to say, say this is super exciting because this is our first big trip together. Because we travel for race weekends. Like a state over. Now we're flying from we're flying. Virginia to New York. Airport, Brendan. New York to Indy. Yeah. And then Indy to Atlanta and Atlanta back to mm-hmm. Virginia. So that's going to be, that's going to be crazy. I've never been in New York. So we're going to the airport in New York. You've never been in New York? Never been in New York. Oh. Never wanted to really, but I'm yeah. going to have to go. You ain't missing much. No, nah, I'm not. But uh, yeah, then I got to get back Saturday night. I'm supposed to race in the Moonhead 24 hour race on iRacing. So. Are you really? Supposed to. Teammates with Landon Huffman. I think Dylan Wilson and RJ off of Landon's podcast. I think I'm on their team for 24 hours. I don't know what stint I'm racing. I told them I won't be back from PRI till that night. So I might have to race like in the wee hours at some point, but it's all for fun. It's like, it might be for some charity with Moonhead. It's 24 hour race. It's Mazda cup cars at Mazda cars at Martinsville. It's literally like just survive, just wreck each other. Survive. I don't really know what Mazda cars means, but okay. It's like a, road course so what you're road. saying is i won't see you for 24 hours no i'm not driving for 24 hours oh. like there's five of us that gotta run like we're on a team so oh. like somebody will race like four hours and somebody will race four and then somebody will race four that's exciting like the race is 24 hours consecutive but you swap like the- drivers it's like rolex oh ro- uh, okay so i'm supposed to race an s-rock tomorrow night too which that? that's like a shenandoah shine special league that they have so many entries, they lock in a certain amount of guys, and then they run like heat races to make the last couple of spots. But I think for the first time ever, I think I'm locked in. Dang. 
Pyroxene is a whole new world for so, me. Yeah, so it makes me... I haven't been on in a while, so hopefully i got to upgrade my rig. I'm looking at getting me a new rig to sit in. And other than that, i got nice stuff. i got a nice computer. i got a nice monitor. i got the fan, f- Fanatec, Fanatic, whatever you want to call it, the wheels, the inverted pedals. I mean, I've got the legit setup. Mm-hmm. Quick disconnect, Max Pappas wheel. I just don't have... <laughs> shout out... Uh, my uncle Charlie built this for me in <laughs> 2000 and I want to say like nine. It's like a Ford Escort seat with like wood support around it. The, and, and and it's great. I've won a gazillion races in it. I mean, he built like, I appreciate it. If it weren't for him, I wouldn't have had this rig this long. I yeah. mean, it's, it's badass. Like I've won the Coke 600 in it. I've won the Rolex race in it. I've, I've won so many races in it, but the problem is, is now the wheels are so powerful that I have to zip tie my monitor to it or my monitor will just shake and fall off. That's how my old monitor got cracked because I wrecked the 87 cup cars at Talladega and the monitor fell off and hit me in the lap. But as it was falling, it hit my steering wheel and cracked it. So that's how powerful the wheels are getting. The shifting's also a little aggressive in that thing. You sound like you're going to come through the floor. Maybe, because I... You never miss a shift. No, 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 no. Don't, please don't, knock on wood, please don't curse me like that. I have missed shifts. What did you tell Oh, you... I tell Hunter? That, okay, well, I'll get to that in a second. I. It sounds like that because I'm hard on the shifter. I told Hunter... I don't ever lose all shifting is a joke to oh, him. So yeah. every time we have a restart in the late model and I get beat, he's like, you never lose all shifting. I'm like, well, there was a time I was really good <laughs> here lately. I've had, a, I've had a hard time with the Harrington spinning tires. And that's been my biggest, I think my biggest downfall of the season this year was restarts as far as just not spinning tires. And I've never had that big of an issue, but David West got me a, power plant in that thing it spins tires <laughs> breaks axles does everything jeez so yeah so i got a couple of fun things this week and pretty much you and i are booked up till till new year's maybe mm-hmm. i don't know we're gone this week next weekend mm-hmm. uh, and then it's christmas and it's christmas have you been good no saying gonna bring you anything no we'll have a christmas special bean pot episode I'll have to wear my uh, my uh, oh, Merry Christmas A, my Canada Christmas hat. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'll have to wear that. Merry oh Christmas A. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to get so holly jolly. Yeah, you can bring some lights in here or something. <gasps> we can hang like an ornament from the turkeys. Yeah. Me and my turkeys. You can dress it like a tree. Oh, I'm going to get holly jolly. I got this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, you know what we should do? Mm-hmm. We should get my Uncle Ryan on the show when he's here. Yes. Oh my gosh! Sitting right here, he will. Yes. Oh, that'd be hilarious. That Uncle be... Ryan deserves to be the first guest. Yes, that Bud. might be our first guest. That dude. I, hey, he'll come in here, have him a Bud Light or something in one hand, and be talking. <laughs> so that might be our first guest. Uh, well, yes. Ryan, you're signed up. You're yeah, Ryan, you don't even know it yet, but you're coming you're on because we took your air mattress out of here. So. <laughs> You could have to just sit in the podcast area, but I feel like it's a good upgrade. I guess um, we'll kind of jump into this week's episode because I think it's going to take up quite a bit of time here. Mm-hmm. So tell them uh, what this episode's about. It's a special edition of the Bean Pod. Special it's edition. It's the first ever. We're doing a Q and A. Yeah, first ever one. Like I mean, 
And I will tell you the support from Bean Nation and people that aren't in Bean Nation. Uh, Y'all came through. Yeah, that was very overwhelming. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We asked a question this morning and we've got we all, some all, questions all kinds of questions. Point. I'm looking forward to it. So she told me I can't look at them. Yeah, he was trying to cheat. I was trying so, to cheat and look at them. Um, I'm a race car driver, right? So we do. Try to find an edge. You trying to say something? Nah. Um. Okay, well, we're going to dive in. So we're going to go platform by platform. So these questions are being submitted from the good old Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it these days. So. Hey, speaking of that, it very it irritates me that you got to keep the blue bird on your phone and mine changed to X. Well, because I didn't update my app. That hurts my feelings. Until like I miss my bird. Ago. I now have little X. birdie. Little birdie. Um, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce anyone's handle. So you're all getting first names. So Tommy said, "You've always had great ones at Florence. What is it about Florence that you enjoy the most? If you do enjoy it, what about Florence fits your current racing craft slash style?" Hashtag B Nation. That with Tommy. Tommy, so <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to tell you, say your name like that. Well, I think Florence has that Myrtle Beach vibe, and I used to go to Myrtle Beach once a year, mm-hmm. maybe twice if I did the icebreaker, but I only did that once at Myrtle Beach, and I did it once at Florence. But where I'm going with this is Florence kind of took the spot of Myrtle Beach, so I've always liked that race. I struggled at Florence with my car, and then obviously, and then. With Lee Pulliam, I've ran four or five times and been top five every time and had a win in a second. So I think what I like about it is the low grip style racing. I like the track has multiple grooves. It's uh, it's very racy. So I think that's probably why we run good there. Lee's obviously why we run good there is because of Lee. Like Lee's got a really good car, good package, good notes. But I think... Um, it's just a fun track to race at, man. It's it's so much strategy and, and all that involved, and it makes it fun. Florence is probably my top two favorite tracks because you get to go to Bucky's. Yeah, that's another reason I like Florence. Florence. Like, So so you like Florence? Yeah, I would, I would easily rank it in my top two favorite tracks. Cool. There it is from Nicole. Thanks, Tommy. Our good friend Bo said... Or asked, what is one track that you would like to race at that you haven't been to yet? Dirt or asphalt? Ooh. You know, there's probably more than just one. Give us your top I mean, couple. okay, so asphalt-wise, I would really like to go to, um, I'd love to run Slinger. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool race. Like Where thir- is that? Wisconsin, I think. It's out west. Mm-hmm. Really cool races getting ready to be on iRacing. Uh, I'd like to go to Motor Mile. I never got to go there. You know, the car store's not going there. Franklin County was another one that I didn't get to go to. And then I, you know, obviously I think Snowball Derby, mm-hmm. Five Flags would be really cool. And, you know, there's some there's some really cool races. I, I think Winchester and, Na- and Nashville, there's like special crown jewel races in the super lates yeah. that are at tracks that would be really cool to go to. So uh, asphalt-wise, that's probably – you know, where I'd like to go. And then dirt wise, man, I'd love to go to natural bridge. I haven't been there. I like to go to with, I heard that's really cool. Is that Virginia? I think so. That's where, um, 
uh, who was it knows the owner. I know Lee knows the owner too, but it, apparently like the trees shake when the sprint cars will go by, but that's cool. That's cool. Obviously I really like to go to Volusia cause I love mm-hmm. alligators. That's my favorite animal. And the trophy always has an alligator on it. And nice. there's alligators in the pits and in the lake by the pits. And you went to Volusia. Yeah. I've been, to Vol- there. I've been to Volusia twice. So that was exciting. Eldora. How can you not want to go to Eldora? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are kind of some cool places I like to go. Nice. All right. This is a probably the best question we got asked all day, hands down. From Steel Horse Live, what product do you put in your mullet? Steel Horse, Jonathan. <laughs> He's a big time streamer. Is he the one that streams with his wife? Not him. That's John Adams. Okay. Dang, Steel Horse. She just referred to you as John. Sorry, <laughs> no. John. Jonathan. So Jonathan. Jonathan's from. Uh, he or not i don't know if he's from our area i think he went to school with lee actually is what he said we'll pull him interesting but he lives over by langley because he's in the military oh okay so thanks uh big t- yes yeah, thanks for your service he's i think he just retired or he's getting ready to but big time streamer he's became really popular through iRacing and streaming on twitch and now mm-hmm. tiktok I can't, I can't tell you all my secrets, man, because, you know, I got to have a little edge when I get back to streaming to catch up to you. So uh, he's growing a mullet, I think now. But honestly, I'm lazy about it. I, I think I just used that two-in-one shampoo with conditioner and shampoo with one. It's uh, a red flag. Yeah, no. I, I don't, but I do use conditioner now a lot, you, even at the hotels. You know that. Yeah. So I think uh, Nene. My hairdresser, she she gets me hooked up every time I get my hair cut. So there's your answer if you need a fresh mullet cut. I think one time you did put my coconut body wash in your hair. I think I did smell that on you one time. That may be the secret. I can't tell y'all everything. (laughs) Uh, Justin asked, would you consider racing a tour type modified in 2024? Absolutely. Somebody call me with a ride. I'm there. <laughs> I love tour mods and I would love to uh, drive one. You know, I used to think Bowman Gray was like bad to the bone because I used to watch Madhouse. But then I realized like it'd be cool to do it, but it'd probably get me tore up. But like to go on the tour and run a mod at like Richmond or Martinsville or mm-hmm. Stafford up north, tracks like that, that'd be so sweet. Yeah. Those things are monsters. Cool. Um, Ethan asks, what's your go-to outfit when you and Nicole go out to eat for dinner? <laughs> You're looking at it. <laughs> no, I, it depends. <laughs> it depends on the occasion. Yeah. I mean, Nicole tell you, I I dress nice when I need to. Let's be real, it's what I tell you to wear. Okay. Happy girl, happy life. But <laughs> some days, a lot of times it's a racing shirt or like something with flow racing or something. Like that, but I'll be honest with you, I've kind of gotten to where I don't wear a lot of racing stuff out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't wear my own stuff out in public a lot. Don't be lying on this podcast, Brendan. I'm really not. Like, you know that. You, I see you rocking some Butterbean merch. Not all the time, though. Not all the time. Like, 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 I not like I used to. I used no. to wear it everywhere I went when I was 15, 16 years old, but now... Like I wear a hoot. I've been wearing my Hoosier hat or my flow hat over my own stuff. Unless I'm going to race. Yeah. Like this is, what is this? This is like some real life. Yeah. I, I, I don't always wear racing stuff, but somewhere in that range. 
But um, when we do go out to eat, like a nice place, we always go to a local restaurant. Um, a little bit of a fancy restaurant for Christmas, and you normally wear a button down to that. And yeah, and in our anniversary and birthdays, you know, we go do. It's just nice, and uh, we always go to Outer Banks in the summer, where do your family does, and I just tag along. But we've made it two year tradition now that we pick one night out of the week and we do a semi nice dinner <laughs> and same thing. Maybe a little dressed up. Depends on the occasion. Yeah. I'll be dressed up Wednesday night at PRI. I know. I'm excited. You don't dress up very often, but when you do, the Lord cleans up nice. Um, Jonathan asks, what's your Langley schedule look like? <laughs> uh, I felt like we were probably going to get a lot of these. I miss my Langley fans. I have not forgot about y'all. I have not forgot where I came from at all. I love racing at my home track. My last race there was a win in the Hampton Heat. But as of right now, we'll be there for the Cars Tour race in June and in the Hampton Heat in July. Uh, I don't really know if I'm going to run other than that. Mm-hmm. Kind of depends on, you know, money, funding. I, obviously, I have my family car still, but I don't know. Uh, it depends if I get a wild hair up my you-know-what and decide I'm bored and yeah. I have an off weekend. But... I was honestly like my main focus is the cars tour championship. And then I'm working on filling my off weekends with above the cars tour to the next level. So that's any, any focus I get, I'm putting towards that next step in my career, but I'm not going to say no, but definitely those two races as of now. And you know, you never know what a month from now can bring. True that. Um, Brian wants to know what is the most challenging track you have faced so far in your career? Ooh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say because I love challenging tracks and I never like to be defeated. I always like to go back and redeem myself. I think I've had challenging tracks when my car has been really off. So, you know, you could almost say everywhere has been challenging if the car was off. But if I had to single it down, I mean, I struggled at Hickory my first trip, mm-hmm. cleaned it up for the second trip. I mean, yeah, I saved tires the second trip and and salvaged a really good finish. But I think I learned a lot in the race of how to drive the track differently. So when I go back in March or April, whenever we go back, I think I'll be a lot better. Obviously, I'll have two races under my belt. We got good notes. Lee's going to bring a fast car. But Hickory was a tough one for me. Eh, I think that was probably, I'd probably just say, you know, Hickory was probably tough. Nice. Then Ed asks, does the dirt car experience help you on entry or exit at asphalt tracks? I think in general. Yeah, I think it helps everywhere. You know, I think dirt racing helps you feel in your butt and and in your right foot how much grip you have on gas, how much you can go without going over the edge. And I think it's really helped me feel the car better on asphalt, like been able to just kind of put myself in better, better positions and know my limit and be able to get all I can out of the car. Cause mm-hmm. in dirt racing, you know, you're on the edge the whole time. Yeah. I can attest to it. There's definitely been a couple times that you get out the car and tell our friend and sponsor, Mr. John Staten, who uh, owns the HTS car. They're like, that was some dirt experience right there. <laughs> yeah. Our, our win at Goodyear was dirt racing off the corner to win it. <laughs> I think Kenley had some dirt racing slide jobs in there. Absolutely. Um, is this still Twitter? We're we still on Twitter, or are we done with Twitter? Oh, so we're done with Twitter. We're moving on to. Oh, thank our you, Twitter fans. Instagram stories. <laughs> um, 
I'm trying to figure out where to start. Um, all right. Steve-O said, do you miss Southside Speedway? And when it reopens, would you race there? Oh, that's a good question. So I'm a champion at Southside Speedway. You might not have even known that. Legend cards? Legend card, 2012. I read your hero cards. I know what's up. You do. So I won a, I won a 10 legend car races there in two years and a championship. I loved it, man. That was so fun. I mean, for me to come back there, I would probably definitely go attend a race. Even if I wasn't racing, mm-hmm. the rules would have to be right because they ran some funky rules. The last, I mean, pretty much the last part of my knowing of the track being open mm-hmm they didn't pay out. Like it cost more to go than the winner got paid. Like as soon as you walked in the door, pit passes and tires, you weren't even going to make that. You weren't even going to make your tire money back. So not a lot of people went except the same South side, like circle. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was just a really screwed up deal, but the late models weren't same rules that we run. If it was NASCAR sanctioned or they had a cars tour race or a, like a Denny Hamlin showdown style race like mm-hmm. they had before. And it was our rule package. Mm-hmm. I'd probably go. Nice. But I hope it opens, man. I really hate seeing tracks like that. And you know, something like that in East Carolina, we need them. We need those tracks. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a fun one. Chris Mincy says, how was your graphics package so fast? And where is it cheated up? <laughs> Bad, fast graphics, Chris Mincy. You know, shout out to Mincy's graphics. They're keeping the O3 looking sharp all year long with our Lee Pulliam team. Uh, Mincy's, this is the first year I've worked with Mincy. And I knew him a little bit, not personally, but I knew who they were. And I've gotten to know him a lot. Obviously, he's uh, really good friends with Lee and does all of Lee's stuff at the shop. So, he um he hooked us up all year and took care of us and kept my car looking good for all the fans. And the highlight of the year was Chris Mincy coming on the radio at Goodyear when I was leading, I think, right at the end of the race. All of a sudden, I just heard on the radio, bad, fast graphics, like, bad, fast graphics. And I'm like, <laughs> who the hell is that on the radio? And then I found out after the race, it was Mincy. Somehow he had a headset on and was talking to me. And I won. So it was hilarious. And that'll probably go down as one of the funniest memories of the year because we laugh about it still. I will tell you what, those Mincy's graphics look bad. That sparkle. That's yeah, he added some sparkle to the O three and the two car to look good under the lights at Martinsville. And I will tell you what, that was bad to the bone. Those sparkles look good. Look real good. Rob said, when- oh, "Oh, and before you go, that oh. I, I give him props because he's seen the way I drive. I put some donuts on some stuff, <laughs> so he kept it kept it looking sharp. He's- Thanks, Mincy. <laughs> Had to replace the graphics more than once this year." Uh, Rob asks, "When is Dale Junior going to be a guest on the show?" <laughs> <laughs> Let me call him. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, I was waiting for him to call me to be on Dirty Mo, maybe, but this ain't Dirty Mo, so we had to do our own thing. But I don't know. That would probably be a really tough one to get. He's so busy. Yeah. Obviously, it'd probably be really cool for us, even if it was a phone call, because we could probably get a lot of views from yeah. that one. But you never know. I mean, with him being around the late model world, maybe I could do it at the track on weekend and maybe we have a rain delay or something. But yeah. uh, as of now, I don't have any plans for Dale to be on, but. We're not against it. Yeah. At Dale Jr. Tagging. 
Elizabeth said, great job to the both of you. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Where is your favorite truck to race at? Anywhere I can go and race because <laughs> it's so expensive to race. And whenever I get to, I'm so lucky. Uh, favorite track? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to not love my home track, Langley, because it's home. Mm -hmm. But if I have to, I always try not to pick Langley because it is my home track. So, like, from the tour this year, I really like Tri-County. I had fun at Wake. Goodyear's awesome. You know, Florence is fun. I had fun at Ace my last time there. Like, Kenley was a blast. Not just because I won, but just, yeah. I just like racing. It doesn't matter where I'm at, really. Yeah. I agree. Um, no, I'm going to butcher this. Is it Aura? A-U-R-A? Asked, where did the nickname Butterbean come from? I love it. Yeah, so when I was uh, little, I uh, my granddad that's not with us anymore called my mom and told her to turn on the TV and the boxer Butterbean was on TV and I said, that's what your kid looks like. So <laughs> it stuck and my buddy Ryan Bray and, and all those which we got to have him on the show one day. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Talk about some hunting. Ryan, uh, Ryan and I've been friends since like fifth grade, but he found out. And I think my teachers found out from him probably, or somebody like that. Next thing you know, the whole school was calling me by Butterbean and it's been that way ever since. Had to bleed over to the racing world. Yeah. It ended up on a race car and Hey, it's oh, there you for just life. Put it on the, the race car. Yeah. I think I did one time and then I decided to keep it. I almost lost it. Like I was going to lose the nickname in like right when I went late model racing somewhere in that range. And I decided to keep it. What? You decided to drop it? <clears throat> no, I was going to like just try to just be Bernie Queen. And then I was like, no, nah, I like being different. Like I like having a nickname and I kept it. Good thing you did. I know. I branded it. Yeah, really. <coughs> Sorry again. I've been sick. Um... This person's name on Instagram is Superman wants to know what engine do you run? Top secret. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it depends. You know, we run a Harrington in the car store, which is a Chevrolet. And then I ran a, uh, I ran a Ford in my family car for all those years, but late model racing, there's no Toyota motor and there's no, there used to be Dodges, but they're, they're not really around anymore. So you kind of either got the Chevy or the Ford, but you know, everybody runs whatever, like I run a Toyota nose, but mm -hmm. you know, we call it a Camry and we stick with it. <laughs> Who makes your motors? David West. And, uh, and then my family car, Rayvon Clark. There you go. Got to give a little shout out to our partners where we can. That's right. Both are great. Both are phenomenal people to work with. Um, w. Roberts, it's not a question, but a statement. He said, watching you beat Josh Berry from turn three was the best thing i ever seen. Me too. Who was that, Robert? Is it W. No. Roberts. Thank you. Me too. That was the highlight of my year. No, I'm just kidding. When in Wilkesboro probably was, but that was a bad to the bone battle, and I can say a beat a cup guy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, B. Bowman asks, you kind of explained this in our first episode, but asks, what was the reasoning behind running the 03? Is it sort of like a sentimental thing? <clears throat> so the 03 was my dad's number, and I was 08, and I actually ran 08, won my first three championships in 08, in an 08 car. Mm -hmm. But when I moved up, somebody had 08, so the easiest thing to do was to cut the eight and a half and have a three, and then... Uh, it just made sense because it was my dad's number. Nice. Good old teammate Colin 
aka Kevin. 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 He asks, what's one cup driver that you've always looked up to when you were a kid? Man. Well, obviously I was a Dale fan when I was little. Mm-hmm. And then as Dale <coughs> as Dale was getting not old, because he's not old, but as he was getting to the latter part of his career, I picked up Keselowski because he drove for Dale in the Bush series at the time. And then he moved over to Penske. So I was a Brad and Dale fan for a long time. And then I was a Brad fan when everybody was against him for those years because he was, I loved his attitude. I mean, like he was there to race. He wasn't there to make friends. He was politically correct when he handled himself and intelligent in the way he talked to reporters. Mm -hmm. But when he put the helmet on, he didn't care if he was buddies with you or not. Like he was going to win the race. And I loved it. And he won a championship in the the Dodge two car and, you know, I pulled for him. And then obviously Larson come along and I wouldn't say that I was like, I was a Brad fan and Brad was still winning races. Larson was in a 42 and I saw the talent like it's hard. I mean, you can't deny it, but I think my friendship with Cliff and then when Larson got his, breaking got with Hendrick and was on his comeback I kind of obviously Dale's retired so I mean I'm not gonna lie I bought Brad's stuff in the six car I have six merch right here in the closet but I think you know obviously I pull for Larson because of Cliff and all those guys and and I respect what Larson does dirt to asphalt because I do it on a lower level so you know growing up though Keselowski was probably my guy as I was going through my teen years Mm-hmm. And then now it's him and Larson or my, you know, my two that I would look up to. I uh, just respect what they do because Keselowski's on a different part of his career now. Like he could still win races, and I, I have all the faith that he's going to win a Cup race again in the mm-hmm. six because he's, tur- but, but he's turned it around as an owner. So he's doing both roles. He's doing like the Tony Stewart yeah. did. Like Tony left Gibbs and went to do his own thing and was still driving. So it's really cool to see and. Never know. Maybe one day I'll end up driving a RFK car. Maybe he'll bring my Xfinity program or something. That'd be sick. Uh, fun fact: Growing up, I was a Tony Stewart fan. I would have never guessed that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm being dead serious. You really were. Mm-hmm. Wow. So my dad works in construction, and he always used to do a bunch of home projects. Home Depot. And yeah, so that was our Saturday morning. We'd always start off Saturdays going to either Home Depot or Lowe's, and getting all the supplies he needed for whatever home project it was that day. And I don't know. It was between the Home Depot car and the Lowe's car. And I thought the Home Depot car was prettier. So that's how I became a Tony Stewart. And the the Lowe's (laughs) car was a seven-time champ. Well, I like the Home Depot car. So that was, I mean, full seven-year-old Cole. That was the rationale that went on. I like Tony's attitude. Yeah, and then it kind I'm of... I'm bust his ass. Thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. That's what he said. And then I got to know Tony Stewart, and I was like, well, <clears throat> that's just a cool personality, so... Mm-hmm. He is. He's a cool dude. Um, Someone asked, Tia Davis said, who is your biggest rival, all time <laughs> and current? Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Who is my biggest rival? You've been with me for two years. Who's my biggest rival? I mean, I'll say it. I mean, everyone kind of plays up you and Connor Hall being rivals, but. Yeah, that's a tricky deal there. I think Connor and I have grown up racing together. 
always been the same. I think he's a year older than me. <laughs> but we moved up the ranks together, so we've always had to race against each other. And I think, I mean, we're we're two different people. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we play PlayStation together, but our personalities are different. Like, and I don't mean that in a in a bad way to him or not. Like, we just are different people. But we're there to race, and I think I won't say that we we don't hate each other, but I think we want to beat each other just as bad. Like, I think we want to beat each other both a little bit extra than that thirty year old guy over here. But just because we come from the same track, we've raced together. And it and it and I'll be honest with you, it elevates us. Like him and I push each other to be better. Oh, sure. Because like Hampton Heat, we lapped up the fourth place, but we're battling for the lead. Like Yeah. So I think the media twist it. For sure. And I think people saying stuff that's not what somebody else said and it gets twisted. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like, have we gotten into it on the track? Absolutely. Has he has he done stuff to piss me off? Absolutely. Have I done stuff to piss him off? 100%. <laughs> and we know we're doing it when we're yeah. doing it, but we're racers. Like Hampton Heat, we got into it. And, you know, I felt like I was uh, letting him letting him go, and then he jammed on the brake, and I got and I got into him. And then he did a brake check on the backstretch, and I was pissed. Like, yeah. I, I said something to him at the pit stop, and, you know – Things were heated. I mean, but you're, but that makes us a race car driver because, like, we both want to win so bad. So, and I feel like that whole situation wasn't just because it was Connor Hall. I mean, had anyone yeah, done the same I, thing, you would have. I and, 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 and I think that's the thing too. I want Connor to know is that I don't single him out. No, like it just so happens him and I are around each other a lot. Yeah, which is a good thing because normally we're racing for the lead or something. But I. uh if it had been anybody, I'd have been pissed. Like, it wasn't just him, but I think it'd be funny to have him on the show with me one time. I know he started his podcast, too. Oh, yeah. And uh, probably thinks we're copying him, but we're not. <laughs> like, we started, we tried to start this in July, and we literally we bought- We could start. <laughs> yeah, we bought equipment and had failures, and it just so happened we got going about the same time. But, yeah. no, and then other rides, I mean, that would probably be my current, guy i guess i don't really have, i guess honeycut now is my rival he's yeah. pissed at me <laughs> <laughs> i still don't understand that you know it's funny about that is bubba pollard got inside of nasty right yeah last last night in the derby and nasty spins out and then honeycut tweeted well bubba got robbed and all this and like i was pulling for bubba too don't get me wrong but it's funny that last week the guy that was in bubba's spot drove through the guy but then this week it happened to him, and it's it's an opposite. Basically, Honeycutt it changed his opinion of the wreck. Yeah. Like, when I did it to Honeycutt, we didn't even wreck, but I drove through him. But then this week, the guy that is in the same spot I am got the raw end of the deal because the guy spun out. Like, come on now. He's crazy. But, yeah. But I will say, from my perspective, like, I mean, I see i mean i see the personal side between you and connor and i i wholeheartedly agree that i think the media and uh, i would even say a little bit the fans too kind of well it don't help when the fans boo him and cheer me and then that gets it going i wasn't gonna say like twist it but i would say kind of amp it up really more than the rivalry really is and make it more of a true 
quote unquote rivalry where I think you hit the nail on the head. Like you and Connor have been racing so long together that honestly, like I think y'all just, like you said, y'all want to beat each other and y'all, I mean, but also I see where the media is coming from. Like it's two really big names coming out of one track two up and coming drivers that do have a lot of talent, have a lot of opportunity. So it's really easy to kind of play it up and, when, especially when you got us two that can win at any track. Yeah. And we're from the same area. Mm-hmm. But I do think the fans, like, I mean, he's the villain in their eyes at Langley. Yeah. And I'm the hero. Like, there's nothing I could do to change that. But it doesn't, like, him and I can laugh about it behind the scenes. Like, they're going to probably boo him and they're probably going to cheer me. And it's the way it is. Like, yeah. it's just like NASCAR. They boo Kyle Bush, they cheer Dale Jr. Yeah. Like, can't change well now they're probably cheering Kyle, but yeah, but I laugh at it. Like I, I think it's hilarious to me. Um, speaking of this, I actually I just thought of another. You did have a past rival. Lewis White? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Lewis White was a rival. Mm-hmm. That was a East Carolina rival. And then Brad Hancock was a rival of mine in the legend cars. We had some run-ins. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely Lewis White and I. That's a huge rivalry. That needs to be a whole a whole nother sh- that needs to be a whole nother show for the East yeah. for East Carolina. But yeah, I thought about that. That was another that's another rival. You got a couple. Yeah, we'll have to have an episode about 2016. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh Riley said, Do you ever plan on racing Xfinity or trucks for NASCAR? Yes. I am working hard at that every day. <laughs> I am, uh, that is my goal. Obviously, I hope it works out for me, but that is the plan. I have put all the chips in to try to make it, and we're not going to be denied. We're going to figure it out one way or another. We're doubling down. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I keep coughing. I swear I'm not trying to. Nasty. Our good friend Aaron asks, Fortnite? Question mark? Yeah, don't read all Aaron's questions. <laughs> I already told him I can't do that. He asked about four questions like Fortnite. Yeah, I am a Fortnite player. So if you want to find my gamer tag, maybe I'll let y'all have it one day, but you're going to have to ask for it. <laughs> yeah, he submitted at least 14 questions, and I thought that was funny. Um, So this is another question that you answered in episode one. So you don't have to give the full story, but a lot of people ask, very similar questions as Tyler. So give us the short version of the story. How did you get your start in racing? Oh, um, I started go-karts when mm-hmm. I was six. And uh, we did talk about that in episode one. So I won't go into the big detail, but I started when I was six, go-kart racing and worked my way up through the ranks that way. Nice. Um, I don't know if this is Land Bro or Ian Bro, but someone asked the same question. How'd you get your start? But they also asked where. Kid carts at Langley, which I don't really count that, but it was kind of a learning thing. And then I ran dirt carts at uh, Dixieland, which is Albemarle Speedway. Nice. Um, sorry, we're getting to a couple of repeats. Andy asked, "Does your communi- Hold on. Does your crew chief communicate with you what changes he is making?" Oh, that's a good question. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm very big on input. I like to know what's going on. I like to know why we're making a change. If I don't know what it's going to do, I like to know what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. I've been racing long enough that. Like I know a lot, but I'm not, I don't know everything. So there's things that like we changed last week. I asked him like, why are we doing that? And he explained it to me. 
uh, Doug Powers, crew chief all year, he explained things and, and him and I, <coughs> we actually decide on a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. a lot of times a driver and crew chief decide together on a lot of things. So especially like if we try a couple things, try to decide what we're going to race with. So absolutely a lot of input back and forth. Nice. That's sure. a good question. That was a really good one. Uh, Justin asked, is Lionel going to make a die cast of your car? Yeah. So Lionel and I have been in contact I'll be honest with you. We're probably not going to get the car that I have right now. Uh, they were going to make it, but we had some licensing agreement issues with the characters on the car. We're probably going to have to change those up next year. Lionel said they would make my die cast if they weren't basically on the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably try to talk to Lionel at PRI, but they definitely had interest. They wanted to do my Wilkesboro win die cast race version. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, honestly, with the Mario and the Crash Bandicoot, that kind of it kind of ruined that mm-hmm. chance. So um, we'll see what happens. But yes, we are we are working to try to get a deal with Lionel. If we have to change the characters, that's what we're gonna have to do. Nice. <laughs> all right, that's all our questions on Instagram stories. We're gonna move on to Facebook. Ooh. Fa- so there's a lot on my fan page, and then I shared it on my personal page. So yeah, so you got a, a lot to pull yeah, from. Yeah, got a lot to pull from. But we're gonna take a quick break and hear from our very first sponsor of the Bean Pod. Yes, very exciting. Um, I've never had a sponsor on my podcast, so here we go. Here we go. Roll the clip. You know what the best Christmas present is? The gift of a clean house. My buddy Scott with Old Glory Pressure Washing is hooking Bean Nation up this holiday season. Their veteran-owned team is trained, trusted, and insured in house washing, roof washing, driveways, patios, decks, fences, and gutters. Just for Bean Nation, they are offering 20% off gutter cleaning now through the end of December with the Butterbean Special. Give them a call at 757-317-0476 or visit them online at ogpressurewashing.com. Don't forget to ask for the Butterbean Special. All right. All right, we're back. We are back. All right, so we're going to work through Facebook questions now. Ooh, the juicy ones. The juicy ones. Actually, start kind of a juicy one. So Brad Adams, um, mod driver at Langley, asked, what's been your most embarrassing mistake in a race car? Can be testing, practice, race? Hmm. Well, I probably have an embarrassing moment like once a weekend, it seems. I just don't talk about it because yeah. it's always something close that happens. But I think uh, my first icebreaker this year at Florence where I wrecked in qualifying, <laughs> that was, you know, I could, I could real, or I could understand me wrecking and qualifying if I was like a rookie, mm-hmm. but just one to 400 and go back my second race with lead point performance, got a fast car in practice. Like, Probably going to have a shot to qualify up front. And, yep. and honestly, probably got a shot to win the race because we drove from 30th to 5th, mm-hmm. like with the car bent up. But anyways, I just made a mistake in qualifying. I caught the inside wall coming to the green and went down in a one and it, the bump stop rod was broke or bent, I guess, from hitting the wall. And I bottomed out and I went straight off the track into the freaking grass. And that was crazy. Oh, man, I was so embarrassed. Like, I just... I couldn't, I wanted to take, if I'd had a tail, I would have tucked it in head. Like, <laughs> uh, just felt like I let Lee down, let John Staten and Lori and uh, BRC down. And I mean, I wrecked a race car and qualified. I'm the only car on the track and I wreck. And 
just I really felt down. And then, you know, I drove from 30th to 5th, and that made me feel a little bit better. But I'm like, man, what could have been? So uh, that was probably probably my most embarrassing moment as a driver. I mean, I've done some stupid things. Don't get me wrong. I've had stupid moments where I was like, man, I shouldn't have done that. But um, retaliating on people, stuff like that. But definitely, I could have a show about retaliating stupid moments. But that was an embarrassing moment for sure. Yeah. Honestly, just go back and watch the vlogs. You see, uh, you walk into doors, you do some crazy stuff on the vlogs. So that's not embarrassing, though. That's fun. Oh yeah, but it's just still silly. So go back and watch the vlogs. You can have a check. Yeah, check out our vlogs on our YouTube. Also, Flow Racing. Thank you for editing all those. Yeah, thank you for laughing with us. (laughs) Flow Racing. I got the hat on. Flow. Um. So my queen, not my queen, your dad, my but cousin, your cousin asked a couple questions. When are you going to let Nicole drive? Have you seen the right side of the Mustang? <laughs> she has a Darlington stripe. Uh, I don't know. I need to train her. I need to get her on iRacing first. And then we'll move from there. That'd be the next thing. Oh, boy. She likes when I drive, though. Yeah. She likes being passenger princess. I am certified passenger princess now if i had a ride along seat in a race car would you ride with me no (laughs) i'm not gonna say never but it'd be pretty close i got you i don't know so put me in a bandolero oh you do want to race a bandolero see i feel like hey anybody that wants to sponsor this endeavor i told nicole (laughs) and she wanted to do it at the hampton heat and i won this year so that would have been cool you don't have to shift in a bandolero no, baby. They're... Okay, cool. That's why I picked Bando. So Nicole wants me to rent her a Bando for one race. So it would be a one race wonder. So she wants me to be the spotter. Now you're gonna coochie fit. Uh, well, maybe if we rent one, I'm not gonna coochie if I can be spotter though. No. Okay. But we need to rent one, and or somebody put her in for free. But she wants to make a Bando start one yes. time. Literally one Bando start. At Langley. One and one only. Um, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed if it came somewhere else. Okay. Well, Langley's quick, close, though. Well, I mean, someone, there may be a team somewhere else that wants to put me in a bando. That's true. Never know. What was the other question? Um, He also asked, thoughts on the new tire? Any co- upcoming tire tests? Oh, that's a good question. I, I was worried that this might happen with the owners come in and change stuff. I'm not a fan of hard tires. I think the racing sucks on them. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. I hated South Boston with an F50. Mm-hmm. I hated F50s at Langley. Uh, only certain people like F50s at Langley. And there's reasons for it. But you couldn't. It's not. It wasn't. You weren't racing each other. You were racing yourself because they're so hard. Mm-hmm. They're just cinder blocks. But I like the F45 because there was so much strategy in it. You had to conserve. You had to know when to go. And I think that's part of racing. I heard it's going to be like in between a 45 and a 50. So at least it's not a 50. I hope it still falls off. Like Mm -hmm. I hope, I hope you have to manage the race because I love those low grip races where I could drop back and then drive through the field when it was time to go. And you could see people struggling and you're like too soon. I always said like fast and the furious too soon, junior, when a guy would hit the (laughs) NOS before the per- other person hit the NOS and then you'd come back by him later. So it's going to be in between. I heard there's going to be some tire tests. Obviously, 
that's another thing that concerns me. Like that junior motorsports got to go test them already. Mm-hmm. None of us have. I don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I think it should have been a car from like the top five in points organizations. Mm-hmm. I heard we might be on the Wilkesboro tire test. So that would be cool. I would love to be able to go whether Lee takes me or whatever, whoever he takes, but I'd love to go no matter what and be with the team. Mm-hmm. But I just, I definitely hope it's not a cinder block and I hope it races good. Um, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not going to be against it until I try it, but I definitely don't want hard tires because I don't, I don't think they're as fun. Yeah. Jeff asked, he actually has two questions. Good guys, Stroker race or Brewster Baker. Ah, great movies, man. How can you not like Stroke Race? I, I mean, I named my dog after him. Yeah. I showed you the movie. Mm-hmm. Brewster Baker, Six Pack. That's probably my all-time favorite racing movie. Man, hard to pick. I'll probably go with Brewster because, wow. because that's such a good movie. But Stroker's the ladies' man. I mean, mm-hmm. fastest chicken in the South. <laughs> I like both. And then bad guys, Rowdy Burns <laughs> or Turk Logan? Oh, Rowdy, man. Rowdy Burns, that's another good movie. And uh, Turk Logan. So Turk got knocked out by, or got popped in the dirt pits. That's from Six Pack Turk. Man, I don't know. It's funny because not a lot of people know Six Pack. So Turk, so Turk is a legend as a villain. And then Rowdy is just uh, it's special. Him and Cole Trickle in Days of Thunder. I don't know. That's tough. That's tough to pick from, Jeff. <laughs> he, knew, he knew I'd know. That's why he asked. Yeah. Spotter Anthony asks, when are you going to try and run the snowball? Spotter. Great spotter. Anthony Warren spots for me. Top notch. Top notch. I can't wait to win more races with him. When are we going, Anthony? You're the Derby man. I guess I can't race as much, so you have days to take off because he couldn't go to the Derby this year because <laughs> he didn't have no days off. Oh, no. So, I don't know. We need to get on that, man. I would love to go run the Derby. Uh, I, w- I wish it didn't cost so much. I wish mm-hmm. somebody would come in and give me some money besides John and them. They've spent enough. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I probably don't have any plans to run the Derby if it's going to take away from me getting in a trucker Xfinity car on money. Mm-hmm. But if somebody gives me the opportunity, I'm there. Helmets nice. packed, bags by the couch right now, ready to go. <laughs> uh, Jesse Jones from Langley asked, how long did you hop around on that broken ankle in the pits after your legend got T-boned? <laughs> oh, wow. A while because nobody wanted to tell me my foot was broke. I knew it was broke. I got hit in a door and a bumper went through the door and hit me in the side of the foot. It's crazy. I hobbled a while and it was not fun. I hobbled for the next couple of months too with a boot. Mm-hmm. I had a broken hand and a foot from the wreck. Broke my right hand and my left foot. Crazy. So that's funny. I did hobble on pit road. I had one shoe off and I was trying to walk to see if I could walk on it. it wasn't a good idea. And it was cold. So I broke my foot, side of my foot, and it's like 30 degrees outside. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Next question comes from Miss Leanne Pulliam herself. Uh Uh-oh, the boss. The real boss. Which actually comes from the real, real boss. The question comes from Miss Brantley. Do you want to play another round of Connect Four? (laughs) Brantley doesn't want the smoke. I'm coming for her (laughs) next time. Connect Four, Jenga, what else did we play? Battleship. She's got Battleship now. Mm-hmm. I love Battleship. Yeah. Next time I come up there, it's going down, Miss Brantley. 
Ask Leanne, did Lee uh, stand on the couch and cheer for the Packers last night? <laughs> I believe in you, Brantley. You can take him down. <laughs> Lee said he was waiting all night, or Carrie Underwood was waiting all night, all week for Sunday <laughs> night to see him on the couch. <laughs> okay, so I don't know how this person knows, but Buddy's, or if this is just a random shot in the dark, Buddy asked Wallace sleep. <laughs> Oh, Lord. How often do you dream you're in a race and how intense has the dream gotten? <laughs> Who told him? I don't know. Who told him? <laughs> All right, we're going to tell both sides of this. We're going to tell both sides of what happened here. Because this is literally like, what, a month ago? No, uh, it's probably closer to two. <laughs> two months ago. I thought I was awake. <laughs> I was not awake. Mm -hmm. All I know is I got up. I was dreaming about racing. And I think I got into it with somebody. And I guess take over what you saw in the middle of the night. So in the middle of the night, he sits up and he goes, what the hell was that? Apparently, I, I, I sat up in the middle of the night and went, what the hell was that, man? Like, like. Oh no! It was what the hell is that? What the hell is that? Like, I'm literally like, get hands up like this, just middle like two in the morning. Yeah. Just yelling at somebody, and all I know is I was the race had ended, and I was getting out the car, and somebody came up to me. But Nicole said that I did that. It did just laid back down. It scared the shit out of you. And you just lay back down and you just went back to bed. And I was scared out of my mind because I thought oh my gosh is someone in the house like did someone break in like and I just laid back down like nothing happened is there a ghost actually I take that back so this was the night that it was your last race at Dixieland for the season because didn't you say you raced that night I think you did yeah but I think it was yeah it must have been yeah so it was a couple months <clears> ago <throat> but I thought someone broke in the house or we were like getting abducted by aliens or something but no, so, so, he just had a dream. That was hilarious. I, I can't believe somebody asked that. That's so funny because that did happen. I saw this earlier today and I once again died. Oh, that's I was hilarious. Like, that story's going to come up. Um, Kevin Bartlett said, which would you prefer, Gabe W. and I on your radio while you race or your career ending? <laughs> <laughs> you and Gabe, because I'm not going to end my career over you two, but... Uh, Kevin, great friend of mine. I got a video of him streaming and falling asleep while he's streaming. That's hilarious. During COVID, my man was knocked out, slumped over, streaming, playing golf. It's incredible. Uh, and Gabe, what a character. He's on an Xfinity team. What nice. a character. I've seen him trip and fall on a pit stop. So, <laughs> uh, Shane, it wasn't really phrased as a question, but he said, tell the people why you chose LPP when you wanted to start running the tour. Yeah, that's a good question. I raced against Lee. I knew what kind of program he had. I knew he was hard to beat. And I always thought if I got in one of his cars, I could be really fast. And state and family came to me and asked me what team I wanted to sign with. And we talked about a couple of teams, but my first pick was always LPP. And then we had to make the call to see if he had anything available. And, you know, once once I introduced him with the Staten family, there was no turning back. They loved him and, uh, you know, so glad we made that decision. But that was the spot for me in my mind. And honestly, looking back on it, I think that's the best fit for me. I fit in. I don't think I'd have fit in in a lot of these other teams. I just – yeah, the way I am and the way Lee is, we click so good. And 
we don't even have to be racing. They'd be having fun. So it's a good fit. Family oriented or oh, yeah. family oriented or something like that. There's times where I'm convinced you and Leo are the same person. There is times I ask Leo, I'm like, dude, we have to be, or Leo say we have to be brothers somewhere because we yeah. say the same things. We act the same. Not all the time. <laughs> I, 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 I definitely get out there probably more than Lee about getting stupid or acting wild, yeah. like to get, you know, I just, I just have to, I try to be myself with my personality and uh, Lee laughs at me. So like we joke about a lot of things, but I, I definitely think uh, him and I are a lot alike in ways. Mm-hmm. Skinny asked, what is your favorite car to race? And do you have a favorite chassis? Favorite car to race? Huh. I like anything I can drive. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Asphalt Late Models has my heart. I love dirt late models. Chassis-wise, Asphalt Late Model run a Hedgecock. Kind of been running Hedgecock the past four years now, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't probably go anywhere else right now. That's that's what I've been winning with. And then on the dirt world, we've been running a Rocket XR1. Nice. I love it. Nate asked, how was the Waffle House tradition started? That actually started with Staten when he was dirt racing. We used to go there, whether we won or lost. And then we started doing it really when we won because the night's getting late. And then when I was running Langley, uh, Roger and I would be driving to Toter home. I'd be driving the rig. He'd be riding with me. And we'd be starving after the race. And there was nothing open because of COVID and everything. And we'd just stop in the Waffle House and put the trophy on the table. Mm-hmm. And... That's kind of how it started, and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger, and next thing you know, now we can't stop the tradition. Exactly. <laughs> got to get the all-star specials. Bobby said they can remain nameless, but do you have any Cars Tour guys you enjoy racing with? Absolutely. Oh, man. There's a lot of guys in there that you just have so many good battles with. I mean, even Quapo and I, we've had some fun races together. Uh, I would say Huffman has been fun to race with for the lead at some of these races. McCarty. McCarty runs you hard, but he he's a hard-nosed racer, but he does you right. He's not just doing you dirty. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, and the car store is so stacked. I like racing with Chad McCombie. Mm-hmm. You know, we had our, he, you know, I come down on him at Wake County and spun out and all that, but we've raced good together. I mean, there's there's so many of them in the tour that, that are fun to be around. Nice. Lane Deke McCaskill, Lane Riggs. Yeah, Deke McCaskill is always going to run you clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, there's some good guys. Nice. I think that's another thing that makes the tour so fun. You got a lot of got a good lot of good talent, but you got a lot of good just smart drivers that got a lot of fun personalities. It just makes it fun. Absolutely. It's it's oh Brandon. I mean Brandon Pierce race around yeah. him. I mean yeah, teammate. Yeah. Jamie asks, what do you consider to be the biggest moment in your career thus far? Ooh. I mean, how do you not go with Wilkesboro? Yeah. Wilkesboro is probably the biggest of my moment or moment in my career riding that lift. All eyes were on that race. All the cup guys, eight, eight cup guys in the race, something like that. Mm-hmm. Hall of Famers in the race. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Wilkesboro is probably got to be up there. Hampton Heat twice is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I never knew if I'd win it again, and now I want to win it a third time. So yeah. that'd be really cool to win it three times. The, the Thanksgiving Classic was cool. Mm-hmm. The 400 was cool, but those I, I would say Wilkesboro is probably the top. Definitely. 
Timothy asked, what is your ultimate goal in racing? Are you going to try to make it to cup one day? Absolutely. I think that's the goal of every young racer. Uh, honestly, I went through a transition where I kind of gave that up and kind of almost lost sight of the dream. And then I'm back, baby. It's it's there. The <laughs> fire's lit. And that's all I want. That's all I think about. So absolutely. We, we're trying to get to the next level. Nice. Dustin has two questions, which one you already answered. Which dirt chassis do you run? And then also, um, it's kind of similar to you already answered it, but what do you feel are the biggest benefits of running dirt along with racing predominantly on pavement? Yeah, so the Rocket XR1 is our dirt chassis. And then, uh, like I said earlier, I think just being able to feel my grip level change and where to put the car and stuff like that, it helps with a lot of throttle control, input, all that. Nice. So another question from Bobby, I think it was the same one as before. But he asked, who are some of your heroes that you looked up to during a career in motorsports? Were there any outside of Dale? And yeah, I mean, if Brad? we if we go to late model wise, you know, Phil Warren, mm-hmm. obviously my crew chief for so many years. Uh, he was a badass. Uh, Lee Pulliam's another one I looked up to. Philip Morris. You know, those guys were so bad at the bone. And, you know, I got to work with Phil, who was my hero. And, you know, now I get to work with Lee, who was a another you know person i looked up to that i actually raced against i never raced against phil Mm -hmm. i just knew what he accomplished but when i got to race against lee and see what he accomplished and know i was racing in the same races so i knew how hard it was Mm -hmm. i think that's pretty cool that's sick donnie asked what is your favorite racing movie of all time and your favorite character (laughs) oh man i think six packs gotta be up there at the top I mean, I like Stroke Race. I like Days of Thunder. I mean, Days of Thunder is a classic, right? Yeah. I mean, but Stroker Ace, Stroker Ace has got to be up there. <laughs> I think Six Pack is probably my all-time favorite because it's so it's just so funny having six kids work on the car and then Swifty is the mouthpiece. He ain't afraid to cuss somebody out and go fight them. And he's only like 13 or 12, something like that. And then um I I just really enjoy it. And obviously like Burt Reynolds being Stroker Ace and I love Smokey and the Bandit. So yeah. like Burt Reynolds is an icon. So yeah, those are probably the top top movies on racing terms. I love it. All right, Chris, his question, I already already know the answer for this one. What's a race you've not won that is on your most wanted list? What do you think it is? I've got two guesses. South Boston 200. <laughs> yep. Martinsville. That's exactly it. Those are the two. Uh, <laughs> in my eyes, those are the, the two I don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, I've won pretty much all the crown jewels besides those two. And mm-hmm. it sucks to know South Boston was one spot away from winning the 200. Yeah. Sat on the pole, didn't win. But we got another year, got another chance. I've signed up to race both of those with LPP this year. Mm-hmm. And we're bringing the clock home this year. We are. Brian asked, best prank you've played or ever seen played on someone? <laughs> I probably got a couple. Obviously, when I put, when Colby Vance and I put Riley's underwear, I'm sorry, not underwear, which we tried to do that. We put a shoe in the freezer at Myrtle Beach. That's what <laughs> it was. So we hung one from the chandelier and put one in the freezer. The problem was Riley was being a pain in the butt because he was like 10 years old, just being young, mm-hmm. we said we're going to get him. 
we put his shoe in the freezer and we were going to take it back out. The problem is Colby and I went to sleep and forgot about it. <laughs> so we got up the next morning at like 530 in the morning to go to the track. And it's like 20 degrees outside. And Riley's comes in there with that high pitched voice. There's my shoe. <laughs> and, uh, and me and Colby look at each other like, oh, no. And we go get it out in the freezer. And that thing is hard as a cinder block. And he has to put his shoe on and go across the street to breakfast. And this shoe is like, I mean, it's frozen. And that was funny. And then I, I'd have to sit here and think about it. <clears throat> but we messed with Colin on the race team a lot. We messed with him this weekend about Lee and I were going to Charlotte on Monday for uh, that press conference. But we told him we were going to a mile and a half test for the card store and he couldn't go. And we were taking a late bottle and five star was going to be there and Hoosier and only Lee and I could go. And, Colin believed us so much that he was getting ready to send his parents home after tech because he was going to go to the shop to help us fix the car to go to the mile and a half test. <laughs> and then we finally had to tell him we weren't going. It was a joke. But he he's Mr. Gullible. Oh, Kevin. Or when Dave was going to beat him up the other week. That was, that was really hilarious. <laughs> Good times. Um, Elizabeth asked about your favorite track. We've already answered, but she also asked, what does the race day look like for you before getting to the racetrack? <laughs> a lot of stress. Uh, I don't really eat a lot. Yeah. I'm on edge. Why do you have stress, Brennan Queen? <laughs> Nicole normally makes me late. <laughs> me never. I'm I always on her. I tell her we got to leave earlier than we actually got to leave. Because I know in my head how long it takes me to get there and get ready, but I don't account for a girl. I'm a sloth in the morning, okay? So, she, she does this thing where I tell her we got to leave at 8.30, let's say. And she waits till 8.30 when we're in the lobby to go, can I go make some breakfast? And I'm like, you, <laughs> you could have done this the last 30 minutes, but you wait till we're walking out the door. So, we have that, but... I, it's probably because I'm used to when I drove my own stuff, I had to be there because it was my own stuff. And now, like, I still have that mindset. Like, I don't like to be late because my guys are there. But technically, they don't need me. But I like to be there on time. So uh, that that's probably how that starts. I go through the motions. I mean, I try to stay calm. I listen to music sometimes on the way to the track to get me in the zone. Mm -hmm. I sing. I'm a, I'm a good singer. You are. I sing a lot. Once I get to the track, though, it's all about business. I mean, I like to have a good time. I like to joke around, but I'm there to do a job. And and to me, it is a job. And and I'm in the zone and I'm ready to I'm ready to go. Like, there ain't much more to say. Like, when I get there and I get I get strapped in, like, it's time. I'm ready to go. So, like, I'm just now thinking about it, but I think the most stressful part of your race days is me. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not you. I honestly, I did it for so long on my own, you know, like I was single for all those years. Like I, I'm just, I don't know how to describe it. I, I just want to do good. And, and I got so much people to not let down that I, I want to go out there and I, and I want to win and make a name for myself. So uh, I love it. I love the pressure. I do better with pressure. You do. Like if there's pressure, every time I've had pressure, I probably win. Like the, the Kinley race comes down to us battling for the lead. We win like Caraway. I got to literally lead every lap to have a shot at the championship. We lead every lap. Like yeah. I love, I love the pressure. You really thrive. But yeah, breakfast really is a taboo subject on race day. I don't eat. 
We got a knockdown drag out fight at uh, Wilkesboro over breakfast. Yeah, you want to get in that one? No, thank you. I'd rather go I had to the next I went question. to the drive through and she didn't want food once I waited in line and refused to order. It's a little bit more complicated <laughs> than that, okay? Um, so, anywho, Ricky asked, who is the smartest guy at the car store races? The one you can actually believe and look up to. Lee Pulliam Performance, baby. Lee 100%. Pulliam. I mean, there's a lot of smart people out there. Don't get me wrong, but man. Nobody works like Lee. That's why he won all those national championships. Lee Pulliam. Absolutely. And then when Doug Powers was there this year, him and Lee together. Woo. Deathly combination. True that. <laughs> Bobby asks, which car would you like to drive that sits in Phil Warren's garage? I don't even know what Phil's got in his garage. Uh, he had a Nomad. He had a 57. I don't know. Anything. Oh, he had a 69. That was Barbara's. Anything Phil's got is cool. I mean, honestly, I just, I respect Phil and every hot rod he's got, he's put so much work into. Like, I remember his uh, yellow Oldsmobile, that thing came from like Kansas and it was rusted and one of them had a tree inside it and he restored it. Like, dude's amazing. That thing, that car is really cool. <coughs> so we have someone named Staten. It's their first name. Oh. Spelled different, but... um. They ask, on the RPM limiter, is that set by the track or the engine builder? Can the driver change it during the race? RPM is normally told, uh, the chip is normally like whatever the engine builder recommends or wants. We change it depending on the track or gear or like it just kind of depends on a couple of things. But there used to be RPM rules with the track, but now it's normally just what the motor man says. So that's pretty much where that comes from. AJ asked, when are you going to be racing a sprint car? Yeah, Nicole. When am I going to be racing a sprint car? I don't know, Brendan. Someone asked you this question, not me. Nicole does not want me to race a sprint car. I would do it tomorrow, probably. Well, I practiced one, and it was a blast, but Nicole is not for that. Here's the thing. I want you to have a long, healthy career in stock cars. Thank you. Love me some roll cages. Um... She does not approve of the sprint car. And then maybe one day. And then you can play around in the sprint car. Okay, that's fair. I do want to drive. I j- I drove one. I would love to race one, but it'd have to be a free opportunity, probably. I just don't <laughs> like the scary videos that I've seen online of people getting hurt. And just as your girlfriend, I would hate to see something tragic like that happen. You can't think like that. You gotta be there to win a race. Yeah, well, I'm your girlfriend, and I have to think like that. That question doesn't make sense, so we're not going to answer that. Well, what is that? <laughs> this is, where will you be when you get to where you're going? Oh, probably right here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Someone said, are you actually good and just been lying to us about... Two- oh, that's uh, that's an iRacing joke. I used to tell them all the time, I'm not that good here, and then I'd win. <laughs> and then I started doing it every week, and I'd win, and <clears throat> that's just a joke. Still not good there. Ooh, this is a good one from Chrissy. Outside of the Cars Tour and Crown Jewel events, what's your favorite favorite memory in racing? Ooh. I don't know. That's tough. I, I think 2016 was fun. Winning that first championship at, at, uh, at East Carolina. 
like being on the road so much that year with Phil and Colby and Lil Craig, uh, Craigie Step Jr., who's crew chief for Cody Bryant now. Like us four, we did so many trips in that little HHR that Phil had, and <clears throat> we were practically at the shop every day together, all four of us. We had so many fun, so many, so many memories that I could have a whole show about that. But oh man. That was just, those were the days. I mean, I was 18. I was really young. Like, I just, I don't know. We had so much fun. I mean, like, it was, it wasn't just racing. Like, we raced and then we had no responsibilities. Like, all we did was play I racing all night. And all we did, like, it was like summer 24 7 for us. Like, we were racing and then just screwing off. Like, that's all we did for like yeah. a year there. Like, it was, it was so much fun. Nice. So we're now getting into the questions that are off your personal Facebook page. Yep. And they're now getting really, really good. They've all been really great, but these are actually getting like your like close Juicy. friends and family. Yeah, and they're kind of funny. Um so Thomas asked, What are your ties with Phil Warren, family or friends? Oh, so Phil was my crew chief. He worked for us mm-hmm. for what, nine years? Twenty thirteen on and off. 2014 part-time 15 part-time 16 full-time and he was full-time until the beginning of this year he was with me opening night at langley and then that was our last race together was opening night at langley so we ended our career with a two second places that sucks but yeah uh didn't actually he didn't know i will say that he did come and spot for me at florence oh yeah this year in the car store race and we finished second we led a bunch Mm -hmm. But that was um, Phil and I, man. He might as well be family. I mean, I could call him right now. He's like another dad to me. So Mm -hmm. I'll forever be grateful for him and cherish our memories together. And like I said, he just got a picture with me and Victory Lane at Kenley. Yeah, so I'm gonna hang that up on the wall, probably in here somewhere. We're running out of wall space. (laughs) I know we're gonna have to put stuff over there, right there, over there, right where. (laughs) So your buddy Brandon asked. If a friend came from out of state, Texas, for example, would they have a VIP? Oh, it's got to be Brandon Hartong. Oh, absolutely. Would they have a VIP experience? Well, technically, I guess I'd have to pay for that. But um, yeah, I would get you down in there with us and you can hang out with us if you're going to come from Texas. Absolutely. We can make something happen. But um, you're not going to keep me up partying the night before because I don't do that. (laughs) So... Yeah, come on from Texas. Go on and get your plane ticket. <laughs> John asked, would you try some road racing at some point in the near future? Absolutely. Uh, we've talked about it. John and I have talked about it. Uh, I've looked into possibly going to a road course school. Mm-hmm. I just think it'd be beneficial for me to do it if I plan on moving up. But I love road racing on iRacing. I mean, I've won the Rolex and I've won Watkins Glen and some other Xfinity races. And I would I would enjoy that. Nice. Neil has a couple questions. First one, what have you learned in your time on the Cars Tour that you couldn't have learned without making that step up from local racing? Oh, man, that's a good question. It's really good. I learned a lot. I mean, the races are different. It's more of a it's more like a national series. Like it's it's so professional. Like you have time slots like there's no get like it's all strict professionally ran stuff like Mm -hmm. If you're not if you're not ready, they ain't waiting on you. Yeah, and uh, I think it prepares me well for the next step in my career. 
I think it makes me a better race car driver going to all these tracks that I've never been to. Mm-hmm. Um, every week we're racing somewhere, and I think it makes you better when you're constantly driving something. So there's little stuff you learn at each track that's carried to other tracks, you know, learn that your race craft, how to race people, how to set up people in different spots, different conditions. I think all that combined is just stuff you can't learn at one track. <clears throat> nice. So you said your dirt experience helps. He asked, did your go-kart racing days help you prepare anything for the challenges of today? <laughs> nah, not really. I mean, I think the go-karts help the basic fundamentals of racing, like the flags, the learning how to race people, how to set people up, how to keep your momentum up. Mm-hmm. When we go to momentum tracks, yes, I think it helps. But as far as horsepower and stuff, it's it, it doesn't really relate. But I mean, mm-hmm. yes, every racing's helped. I, I don't care what it is. I'll, I'll refrain that or I'll take that question back and say, yes, it helped me in some way. Nice. All right, question three or four that he asked. He said, you race a lot between Dirt Late Models Car Store and other late model races. It's a racer's dream. All points, series, and paydays aside, if you could make your own schedule, what would it look like? (laughs) Oh, I guess that means as a racing schedule? I don't know. I'd probably keep doing what I'm doing. I mean, only thing different is to be a full-time truck or Xfinity driver and be able to fill my off weekends with late models or dirt late models like that would be my dream to be full-time have that making a living racing Mm -hmm. and then be able to go race for fun on my off weekends that'd be fun nice um last one fill in the blank if i wasn't doing this podcast right now i would be dot 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 probably playing playstation (laughs) honestly um and then I guess this one is for me. It says, fill in the blank. If I never met Brennan Queen, I'd be dot, dot, dot. I'd be sad and lonely. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> me too. <laughs> no, I definitely think. Oh, get on, but she, you've been a blessing in my life. And we've had so much fun together. You ain't gonna cry, are you? No. Okay, good. Um. Yeah, I definitely would be in a much, much different place in life. But would not be here doing this podcast with you. And we've got one last set of questions. So you mentioned that all Ryan Bray has been your BFF. Oh yeah. So Ryan asked about, I don't know, five, six questions. Oh, shocker. He ain't (laughs) short for words. (laughs) So I feel like it only is fitting for uh, your last set of questions to come from your BFF. This is already the world's longest Q and a session. So thanks Ryan. Why not add a couple more? We're going to start with the really deep questions. Who are you off the track? (laughs) I'm Ryan's friend off the track. No, um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know how I would answer that. I mean, I like to think I'm a fun, outgoing person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get up just like everybody else. And, you know, only thing that's different is I drive a race car. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't ever. I don't ever put myself above anybody because I race like Ryan's a good Ryan is a good friend. He's been my friend since fifth grade and he doesn't care if I want win a race or not. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't race tomorrow, he'd still be my friend. Yeah. So I think that's what he knows that side of me. Like 
whether I'm a big time racer or I'm a nobody, we're still we're still friends. So I, I think I'm just a normal person. I like to play video games. You love to play video games. I love video games. That's something about me. But um, I mean, I like to have bonfires. I like to hang out with my friends. I like to take you out, hang out with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. I just like to be um, outgoing, really. Mm-hmm. Are you nervous about going to the next step of your career? No, I'm ready. Um, I think I'm as ready as I could be. I'm ready for the opportunity. I don't think I'm nervous. I just want to make the most of it. I'll be nervous when it gets here. If that opportunity comes, I'll be nervous. It a good nervous. So it'll be like, it's finally here. I've got to go perform, but this is what I've waited my whole life for. So I'm ready. Nice. Ryan's really asking the deep question. How has racing affected your life decisions? <laughs> He knows because I've let I had to leave my job and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it affects it. Racing's a race is a lifestyle, and you know I hope it pays off for me. I've put a lot in on it. If it doesn't, you know I've got backup plans. I'm finishing my engineering degree, and and I work for BRC when I can and other stuff. But I'm so determined, and I think when you're in a situation like me, like there's no other answer. Like you've got to make it work. You got to find figure out a way, and you know that's what we've been doing and. We made it this far. So uh, racing definitely has probably cost, you know, f- friendships and relationships and whatever because it takes up so much time. But that's why I'm thankful for you because you get it, you accept it, you know, and that's why Ryan's one of my buddies. He accepts it and he knows he probably ain't going to see me 40 Saturdays out of the weekend. I mean, out of the year, mm-hmm. but, but he knows he'll see me at some point. He could call me tomorrow and it's like we never missed a we a mess, missed a day seeing each other. But, mm-hmm. you know, he comes to races too. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong, but he comes to ones that he can if it works out. He's been there when I've won some races. But like I said, it doesn't change uh, our friendship one way or another. Yeah. It, going off of that, is it hard to maintain a family slash work relationship? Yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean, I think it's tested us, mm-hmm. which we're not – we're a normal couple. We fight, we bicker, but that's healthy. Yeah. It's never like we're going to be done with each other, but like, yeah, it's just, we get on each other's nerves. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. But get on my nerves you know, sometimes racing puts me in a mood and I have to, I have to separate it. I have to reset mm-hmm. and step out of the box because I can't let a bad night affect my ride home with you. Yeah. Like I ran out of gas at Tri County, and how did I handle that? You handled it pretty well. I I literally the whole ride to the beach. I was positive you and I were going on vacation. I was sad, and mm-hmm. I let you know I was sad, but yeah. I but I wasn't mean to you no. or anything. So, yeah, yeah, it definitely it was hard. It was a hard night for me. For I mean, sure. that was that was probably one of the hardest nights in my career. Yeah, definitely. but I'm I got through it. And I'll say, like on the relationship side, like. It's a big blessing that I can travel with you a lot. I think if I was having to stay home. That would hurt. For a lot of these weekends, I think it would definitely put a much bigger strain on our relationship. But I think so, too. But we would make it through. Yeah, that's true. But I'm your partner in crime. You're Patrick Princess. That's right. It's not as hard. I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you. And you're my co-host. Yeah. What advice would you give to a 10-year-old butter? Oh, man. Probably... 
don't give up. Chase your dream. Probably don't stress about a lot of things because it's all going to work out. Used to get down, like not knowing. You know, I mean, I raced and it could happen tomorrow, but I raced week to week. I didn't know how we were going to afford to race the next week unless I finished top five and got my tire money. Like, mm-hmm. there were so many weeks I didn't have my tires paid for until the day of the race. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sitting at home on Saturday morning, the car's loaded up. All my team is going to the track, but they don't know that we're stri- like, they don't know that I don't have tire money, but they're, they're on the way to the track. And I'm, I've been pulling into the track parking lot and found out, yeah, I got tires. Mm-hmm. And I've like made it all the way to the track and was going to go up there and like try to figure out how we were going to have tires. But I would probably tell my 10 year old self, like, just man, enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. Like I never, I think, I always wanted to get to a late model, get to a late model, get to the late model. And then I got there and now it's 10 years later. But like, I would really like to enjoy the legend car days again, because I always was racing the legend thinking that if I won, this is going to be my career. Mm -hmm. Not knowing it was all about money. Just thinking if I won, 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 win, 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 like I'm going to make it. I wish I could have just enjoyed it a little bit longer and enjoyed being a kid, being a kid racing Mm -hmm. instead of, trying to just get to that late model because like it was all going to work out. But at the time, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm just, just racing the win and stressing out and, and putting pressure on myself, which I love it, but mm-hmm. I probably would have just enjoyed the moment a little bit. Nice. All right. You got one last question. Oh, the last one. It's an easy one. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but, other than racing, what other hobbies do you have? Oh, so I like to play video games. I mean, that's a big one. Uh, I have a group I play with on PlayStation. Um, I'm waiting for people to start messaging me for my gamer tag, like I said earlier. But mm. I play on PlayStation. And then I love playing iRacing, which I haven't played since I've been over here because my iRacing rig's not here. Mm-hmm. But hopefully here soon. I'm going to go back to my parents tomorrow and, and do the S rock, but I like streaming. I really was getting into that when we met, mm-hmm. uh, kind of had to put that on hold, been so busy, but I really would like to get back streaming. I like working on the race car. Mm-hmm. Haven't had, haven't gotten to a lot, but I like doing that. I like, uh, I like shooting my gun, you know, shooting skeet out back mm-hmm. like bonfires. Uh, I really like fishing. Haven't been able to do it a lot. I went fishing with Lee and them before Goodyear, but it's probably the last time I went fishing, but that's something I really like to do that I'd like to do more of. You know, we got a nice, perfectly good pond out front. You and I should just go It says fishing. no fishing. It does? Yeah. Trust me, I thought about it. See, but I'm more of a saltwater fisher. Like, freshwater. Are you sure? Because when I moved in here, there was people fishing. There's a sign up out there somewhere. Oh, okay. But I'm more There's of a saltwater. Like, like I, would, I like saltwater fishing. Remember, I almost bought a boat when I was at the port. Remember that? Oh, yeah. What could have been? And no, been? it wasn't from Connor Hall. What could have been? The SS Tan Cheeks. The SS Tan Cheeks was going to be the name of it. Mm-hmm. So Nicole could tan her cheeks on the front. Yep. I was so close to wanting to buy a boat, but yeah. I really wanted one so I could go out and go fishing and you could tan while I was fishing. But mm-hmm. never. Now I got to borrow Ryan Bray's boat. He's got a yeah. Carolina skiff, so he needs to take me fishing. He's freshwater day usually, so. Mm-hmm. But I do like that. But I mean, honestly, to be honest with you, 
probably what I do the most of during the off season is I game a lot. I mean, I really like gaming. Yeah. So that's fun. There you go. That'd be the next question. What games do you play? We'll get into that later, but I do. I play a variety though. Mm-hmm. You do. You keep it. Keep it fresh. Keep it. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. So that was the last question. That was. That's all I got for Man. you. We only answered questions for like two hours, but you know. Yeah. Sorry it took so long, but. Hope you guys had fun. I hope you guys had fun and. Hope you're still listening. Yeah. If you made it this far, this was probably way longer than we anticipated it. Might yeah. have to, might have to make it a part one and part two, but. Uh, just thank y'all for all the questions. That was overwhelming. That was really cool to see. Mm-hmm. A lot of good questions too. Yeah. Be nation. There, there was some very interesting questions. I hope y'all like our new camera, our new light system. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we sound good this week on the podcast. I think the stands helped a lot last week, so we're going to keep them. We're going into our groove. Yeah. Man, I'm excited for PRI. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to a good trip. A lot to talk about when we get back. Yeah. Sorry this podcast is this long, but Be Nation asked a lot of questions. Yeah. Check us out on all the uh, all podcast platforms at Apple. Mm-hmm. We are on Spotify now. YouTube. So. We are. I check. We're on Sick. Spotify. And then our YouTube is where you see our video of it. If you uh, like to put a face with the audio, if not, um, Apple and Spotify are probably our main ones. And mm-hmm. we're on Amazon, Amazon but I, I know I'm going to stick with Apple and yeah. Spotify. Mm-hmm. But YouTube. Thanks for all the subs. We've been almost hitting. We're almost to a thousand subs. Crazy. So I might have to do a prize, a shirt or something for our. Well, if we get a thousand subs. Oh yeah. We're like literally like ninety something away. We're over nine hundred now. When I check, so that's that's cool. I never dreamed of that. I never dreamed of having five hundred subs. So <laughs> I probably ate five hundred subs in my life, as you could tell. <laughs> but I didn't dream of having five hundred subscribers. <laughs> I wonder how many subscribers you have to have to get start getting the YouTube plaques. I don't know. Those are cool. I forgot about those. I want to say this the smallest one comes at a thousand. No, 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 no. It's got to be five or ten. They're not going to just give you one for a thousand. Okay. Those are cool, though. I would love to hang those up. I remember watching those those YouTubers back when YouTubing became a big thing, mm-hmm. and they'd be like opening their like hundred thousand dollars. I mean, hundred hundred thousand subscribe plaques, yeah. and I was like, what? That's crazy. Uh, also, follow me on uh, Twitch here soon. I'll be back the Butterbean 03 on Twitch. That's where I'm going to be streaming iRacing. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, appreciate all y'all. Hope y'all have a great week. Hope thanks. It's great. Thanks, Bean Nation. And uh, we're, we're off to Indy. Let's do it. Let's go.